if the other person listening can't find themselves in it, then you are just a heroic figure in this story and they'll applaud you. Hmm. But it's when they find themselves in it and that they too can be heroic that they'll join. You're listening to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast, a show where we invite leaders to have courageous conversations about the journey of leadership, work, and culture. Let's go. Welcome back to the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Carr. Thank you so much again for joining us today as we have another courageous conversation about work, leadership, life, and the power of story, the power of your story, the power of the story of your organization, um, in general, the power of story in connecting with people and leading people and helping people grow. Uh, and yes, if you're selling product, even in the power of selling. Uh, excited today for my conversation with Hassani X. Hassani is the uh, founder and CEO of Lead Your Story. I got connected with Hassani through a LinkedIn post that he had done, and um, and it inspired me to and encouraged me to to do something that he was talking about. And so we, I did that. Got connected with him and asked him if he would come on the podcast, especially in this season that we're in here in the middle of April. Um, still on social distancing. Uh, still. Um, uncertainty and fear around a coronavirus and COVID-19. So we just wanted to, to talk about story because I really do think that that the decisions you're making now as a leader and, and even as just a person of influence and the way you're handling everything going on in the world, you are going to have a story to tell a year from now, maybe even five years from now. But hey, do you remember back in 2020, when that whole coronavirus thing was going on, do you remember how he, do you remember when she, story, what are the decisions you're making now that are going to, that are going to write the story you're going to tell about the spring of 2020 and really, I think the entire year of 2020. And so we're going to spend some time having conversation about story, about why it matters, um, about um, how you, help write your story uh, in terms of a of an intro. How do you introduce yourself to people? And so lots of great stuff here. Um, we're going to have a, um, a phone number that you can actually text to at the end of the show to to get some of the information that, that Hassani talked about. So make sure you stick around for that. So grab a pen, grab a paper, and uh, sit back and enjoy my conversation about the power of story with Hassani X. Man, Hassani, I just want to thank you for taking the time. I know it's crazy times. Obviously, we're, no one's going anywhere, but I know you're you're still busy doing your work. So I appreciate the time joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, definitely. I'm a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So here's where I want to start. And we're going to jump into this idea of story and the power of story. Um, because obviously, we're all creating some pretty interesting stories in the time we, we're living in now with coronavirus and COVID-19. I, I want to talk about that in a little bit about man, what kind of stories are our companies and leaders going to be able to tell coming out of this? But I just want to start with this. From your perspective, what is leadership? What does that look like to you? And, and how do people live that out? Yeah, um, you know, leadership for me is something very simple. It's the idea of setting a tone, an example. And through that example, you're able to then cast out a vision, a vision that galvanizes people to want to follow, to engage and be a part of something. If you turn around, I forget the quote who said it, no one's following, then you're not leading. Right. So 
does your example, does your vision, does your mission galvanize people to want to be a part of where you're going, what you're doing? And if it doesn't, or you're finding there to be frictionary, then there's a gap or a hole in your capacity to lead. It's really good. <laughs> so now I want to jump into story because I think that idea of story is what will compel people to move, right? You can sell them on making more money. You can sell them on title and status, but there's there's more to that. So from what is what is story? When you say, right, lead your lead with your story, whatever that is, what is to you, what is story? Yes, yeah, so story can be a whole bunch of complex things, but if we make it very simple, it's the narrative that moves people to believe. It's the narrative that moves people to not only understand intellectually a thing, but we can move them from their heads to their hearts, where we can start to get that discretionary effort if we're talking about leadership. We're talking about people not just following the bullet points of what their job description says or wanting to stay inside the box of what is supposed to be done, when it's supposed to be done, because we're just checking some arbitrary thing that says, hey, we've done what we're supposed to do. When, when an organization or a leader specifically is able to create a story, a vision, a mission, and people are able to find themselves in it, that moves them to a special place. That's where you get that discretionary effort. That's where you get, get people believing in something, right? And mm -hmm. it's that belief. I, I, I believe great leaders have the capacity to do three things. They're able to create, maintain, and grow belief. Hmm. Right? You got to be able to create it. You got to be able to cre maintain it. And you got to be able to grow it. And those are, those are three things that along this story stratum take a, a, a different set of skills. Mm -hmm. But that's the, that's the foundation. Can you create, maintain, and grow belief with your people? Why is it so hard for people to, 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 to express story, uh, either professionally, and I think it probably has to start personally, and that's probably even harder, but why, why is it so hard for people to, to do that? I think because great stories aren't about perfection. Great stories mm -hmm. about transparency, about vulnerability, about being relatable, about letting people in and showing that you don't know everything, that you've been some places that you aren't too proud of, that you've experienced things that have broken you down and taken you to your knees. And when you're sharing at that level and you're opening up, you give people an opportunity to see themselves in your story. You know, we're, we're coming out of an era where the, the kind of, what, what was it, the, the macho, heroic, man's man, mm -hmm. where you couldn't show vulnerability, transparency, et cetera, and so forth, where I think that narrative was able to exist so long because we were in a period where we were focusing on productivity. And productivity wasn't being driven by people. It was being driven by processes. So we, we, we disconnected the human side within a lot of organizations focusing on process. And if we look at the, the wage curve between production skyrocketing and wages staying flat, we can see why. Leaders focused on processes and left people behind. And they didn't have to connect. They didn't have to find a way to, to, to move people. But I think we're moving into an era now where productivity is, is pretty much maxed out as it relates to just process-driven innovation. And we got to find a way to bring people back to the drawing board because the talent, the innovation, the capacity to move forward is, is locked away in people. 
So our greatest leaders right now are able to showcase and share stories that move people. Again, a different process, a different skill set than say being process oriented as a leader. Mm-hmm. And it really goes back to that. I love the idea of, of the vulnerability and the transparency because it eliminates the need for um, perfection for polish, especially in this environment, right? I mean, I'm in my, to lock myself in my 10 year old's room. Um, So, because I think so many times perfect gets in the way of just really, really good. Mm -hmm. And if you be, if you're authentic to me, authenticity always wins, right? I mean, the most authentic, the best stories are the ones that aren't, that aren't polished, but they're authentic, right? Yeah. Authentic, uh, transparent. um, And, and, and Dustin, if you really think about the, like this, this era, right? Speed, innovation, connection, the younger your audience is. Like I, I work with corporations and for the first time in history, we have five generations under one roof mm-hmm. and they think differently. But when we, but the curve is leaning towards a younger and younger workforce as more baby boomers retire. And one of the things that younger people are oriented towards or drawn to is vulnerability, transparency, being able to see completely what's going on. You, you know, no longer can we walk into a room with someone that we may have 20 years on and say, just fundamentally, we know a lot more than you. Mm-hmm. From an X's and O's perspective, we may have more experience. We may understand how the, the, the subtle nuances, but they are far more skilled, far more knowledgeable in the X's and O's. Where they lack, or they want and desire, is that thing to give them something to believe in because everything mm-hmm. is so surface, so microwavable, instant. So millennials are saying, I need something to believe in. Can you give me that? Mm-hmm. Can you give me something that makes me feel like I'm part of something? And that is not going to come from a surface oriented kind of mission to just go make profit. It's like, how do we make a difference? What do we stand for? How are we moving uh, not just this organization forward, but mankind humanity forward. Um, those messages, those stories, especially today. Yeah. I, I think the, the, the leaders right now who are able to inspire confidence in these times are able to not only create brand equity, but are able to galvanize and move people to, to do extraordinary things. Those, mm-hmm. It's your capacity to share and, and to pass on, I mean, create, maintain, grow confidence. Yeah. And that's going to come through your ability to communicate a story, a vision, um, an idea of where you're going and why you, your people, are not only suited to go there, but it's your duty, your responsibility. And if we get there, we are not only better, but everyone is better because of it. Yeah, for sure. How do you help someone who's never done anything like that? I mean, just the idea of someone going, my story, I, have, I don't really have a story. I mean, I've got nothing I overcame. Everything was okay or... My life's pretty good now. Like, where do you start? How do you start helping someone discover the essence of their story? Yeah. It, it, one of the things roadblocks we get into is the idea that my story doesn't matter. Right? Like, eh, I've done nothing special. Um, or what I've done, I, you know, you, you discount it because you've been through it. Right? And, mm-hmm. and, and I do it myself. We all do. Like, I've done it. I went through it. It's my thing. It's regular. It's, it's my vanilla ice cream. It's, it's nothing special. But if you go up to someone who hasn't had your flavor of vanilla, hasn't, hasn't, hasn't quite tasted that in a while, and you share it with them in an intimate way, it can be monumentally important. So I think one of the first places to start is to remove the judgment. To remove the judgment 
and and don't judge yourself against the heroics of all these stories that we see on social media or in books about heroes these 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 bigger than life stories of leaders you're like ah I haven't done anything like that. How dare I open my mouth? But it's not about the heights of which you came. A great story is about the distance traveled. Mm. So everyone has traveled a distance to get to where they are. You know, everyone has had trials, uh, tribulations, challenges, issues, obstacles. And I think you being able to reflect on that and to take yourself back to your deepest, darkest moments on helping leaders to really think about their stories, you know, that's one of the core questions. When was it most hard for you? Mm. When was your darkest moment? When did you find yourself in a pit? That pit where you feel like you wanted to give up. You couldn't do it. You didn't believe. Because um, everybody that, has those moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? for sure. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just keep going. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. No, no, and, and that becomes kind of the, the starting point for thinking about story. Uh, stop judging and then go right into it. One of the things that I think this day and age, we, the attention span of people is about this big and I'm, <laughs> you got to get right to it. So I say a great story, just go right to the pit. We don't have time for all the other stuff. Just go right to when you were in darkness and you didn't believe you could do it. And the, the next question I get from leaders is, well, how is that relevant to leading? How is that relevant to my people? And that's the art of building a bridge to the narrative that connects where you're going in your organization or your people need to go that allows them to understand why that trial and tribulation that you went through was important for them to understand. Because there are three stories. If, you're, if you were taking notes, there are three stories as a leader I would, I would get you to focus on your, your founder story, your origin story. Why are you a worthy leader? What have you gone through? What have you experienced? What, what, who, or what did you go through that makes you who you are today? Right. Mm -hmm. You, you, you gotta be able to tell that story. And that's the past story. The next story is the product story or the client story. It's, it's a story of transformation that you and your team are responsible for creating in the world. So if it's, 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 it's how you are transforming lives, how you are changing lives today, the present story. Okay. And the next story is the mission story, the future. What do you stand for? Where are you going? How will the world be a better place because you exist? And you'll, I, I tell people you trade on all three of those stories in different proportions, depending upon who you are as a leader and depending upon the organization. Mm -hmm. And the story that's the strongest, you tend to trade on that story more often than not. Um, some brands, they just have a great product story. You don't know who their, who their founders are. You don't know what they stand for. It's a great product. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you have others who have a great founder story. The product is eh. And, you, <laughs> and then you have some who are unicorns who have all three. Mm -hmm. You know, the like, like Elon Musk and Tesla come to example, like mm -hmm. he has a hell of a founder story, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yep, right, like unbeatable. You always want to hear about that and what he's been through and what he's done, the product, innovative, leading the market, et cetera. And he has a mission to save the world. Like it's, it's, it's the unicorn story, right? All right. three great stories, past, present, future, all locked into one. Yeah. 
And I find even even if you only have one of those, but especially the mission, the mission story, when you're casting that that mission, that vision, that's the one that can scare people. Like when you have real clarity around that because you're so convinced, it'll make people uncomfortable. It'll make people even challenge and question, right? I mean, you think about people, Elon Musk is already living on Mars, right? And we're like, no way, man, (laughs) right? Because it makes makes people uncomfortable. And I think it does because they don't have it for themselves. And so there's like, well, there's, if I can't have it, there's no way you can have that kind of certainty either. And I think you just hit on a very important part of a great story. A great story alienates. Hmm. A story that everyone agrees with isn't going to be a very powerfully driving story. It's not going to be something that moves people to want to join or be a part of. And Hmm. I think that's a mistake too. We want everyone to accept our story, our flavor, but that waters us down. That doesn't make us compelling. That doesn't make us convincing. Doesn't make us persuasive. It makes us someone that can be ignored. Hmm, that's really, and it doesn't need to be for everybody. It, it, it shouldn't be, not even does it, it shouldn't be for everyone. Because until you choose a side, no one's going to choose you. Hmm. So when we think about great leaders, And everyone's always looking for the pinnacle of what a great leader looks like. And then we study Steve Jobs or we study Bill Gates or we study all these like Elon Musk, all these, you know, titans of leadership. And when you break down their leadership style, they're all 100% completely different. Mm -hmm. Completely different. But it's their style. And then that style molds the organization, how it moves, what it does, what it thinks, what it feels, how it acts, the culture that it creates. And it's just like an apple tree versus, uh, say, grapes or growing avocados. The mechanisms of growing a, a tree, you know, the cultivation of it are the same, water, sun, but the soil conditions are different. The amount of water is different. The amount of sun is different. And the same thing applies to you and your organization. Do you understand who you are as, mm. a, as a leader? Do you understand the heartbeat and pulse that drives your organization and makes you all different? And can you move 100% of your effort, energy, your, 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 your everything toward that? You do that, you become something different. You become something that, that you've put a, a, a flag in the ground and said, mm-hmm. this is who we are. This is what we stand for. And that is intoxicating and repulsive at the same time. It, absolutely. And I think what it does is it allows leaders to go, you're really good at what you do, but you just don't fit. And that's okay. You're yeah. not a bad person because you don't want to be here because the flag we have in the ground doesn't fire you up. And I'd rather you not be here than show up and not be fired up about what we're the long goal we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the, the major opportunity for legacy-based companies who were more process-oriented or, or they, the people weren't driving the growth of the company. So they could be more middle of the pack and just really focus on process, process, process. Well, in this changing age of trying to reorient it back towards people and finding a way to, to, to unlock that innovation that's found within the best in our organization, you, you, it's very hard for legacy-based companies to do that. They say, mm-hmm. this is who we are, this is what we stand for, but that's why they're being outpaced 
by these more nimble, faster, more innovative companies. They've, they've said, we're going that way. We're going that way, hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone got on, got on Facebook. What, what was it? Um, break something. What was, what was their term? Uh, go fast and break stuff. Yeah, there you go. Need? Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Now in hindsight, they're so big now that that sounds appalling, but if they <laughs> weren't that way from the beginning, they wouldn't have been become who they are today. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So in the few minutes we have here, as we, I want to take, I want you to help walk through the five second, 30 second and 60, 60 second intro. That was how I first found you on LinkedIn. And, um, we, it was good. It's a short video clip. I'm going to link to it in our show notes so people can go yeah, back yeah. and watch it. But I sort of wanted you to walk through and then at every stop of the five second, I'm going to give you mine. I, I have mine. I've been continually trying to use it and, and work on it. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I'm going to give you mine and I'm going to let you sort of pick it apart or, or hopefully not totally pick it apart. I mean, be a little nice. But uh, because I think this this starts to help people clarify their story that out of, out of doing this work, to me, this is how you can piecemeal and build your story. So that, that idea of a five second, a 30 second and a 60 second intro, maybe set that up and then let's just jump into that if we could. Yeah. So, so these three stories is kind of my quick way of, of helping someone to introduce themselves mm-hmm. and to break the ice and say, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. And to, to, to be interesting to not be ignored. Um, it's hard to lead when you're being ignored. So how do we get attention? How do we f- get people into an engaging conversation? So the, that first story, the, 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 f- the five second story, instead of saying, you know, I'm a manufacturer, or I'm an accountant, or I'm a this, I'm a lawyer. As soon as you say that, people's eyes gloss over and they've ignored you and they've lumped you in with everyone else. Instead, say something to the effect of, I help. Mm-hmm. I help, dot, 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 dot. That already sets you up as being interesting. That always sets you up as connecting people to your value at. And it allows people to, to, to Rolodex their mind real quick and say, well, who needs that? Is that helpful? Ah. Right, so you, you've invited people to engage by simply saying, I help, and then putting on who you help. I help people and organizations discover the impact they were created to have with the world around them. Okay. I say that one more time. I help people and organizations discover the impact they were created to have with the world around them. All right. So, so I like it. And the, the, the next follow-up question is always does, when I say that, does that make someone go, Hmm, how do you do that? And you keep refining it until you get to a version that makes someone go, wow, okay. How, wow, how, how do you do that? So, so okay. you say people in, and, and my memory is horrible. I got to write this down. <laughs> people in organizations, one more time. People in organizations. I help people in organizations discover the impact they were created to have with the world around them. Discover the impact created to have the world around them. All right. So, so. If I was nitpicking, I would say something like, is it more alluring to say discover or to march people all the way down to the end point? I'm assuming that you actually helped them to make that impact, not just discover. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that correct? That, that's correct. What's, what's more powerful to discover it or to actually do it? Actually do it to so, me. Right. So, so I help people in organizations 
to make the impact that they were created to have in this world. Or I, 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 help, I help people in organizations to instead of discover, go to- I go, see where go, you're going. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, that might make it a little bit more like, oh, well, how do you do that? I see where you're going. Okay. So it's that idea that start with, I help though. So yeah. as you're, as you're at that event, as you're at a show, whenever we get to travel again and do those kind of things, yeah. you're sitting on a plane. So without, what do you do for a living? Start with, I help. That's where, that's where it has to start for that. That's the that key. Quick that's intro. the key. It also, okay. again, we talked about attraction versus repelling. The minute mm-hmm. you say that, you're either going to attract the person into a conversation because they need that, want that, or they know people who, who, have, who, who need and want that, or they're going to be like, oh, that, I, I don't need that, but that's great. Yeah. So many of us are so unclear about what we do, who we help, and how we do it that we don't even give people opportunity to engage us. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll go from the five second to the 30 second then. The 30 second is the story that you tell when you you have the stage and you're beyond the introduction point a little bit, or you may be standing in a, in a networking circle and everyone's going, you know, around circle, round robin in their piece. Um, and you have a little bit more time. Um, so 30 seconds starts with, you know, and you, you give a scenario around what you do to, to kind of the setup of, and then you go into, I help solve that problem. So is this starting with a, a small micro story that gives a scenario around what it is that you do okay. or so, how you help people? So listen, so again, the folks that listen to me regularly, they sort of know a little bit of who I am and what I'm about. So uh-huh. they'll be able to, to be able to validate this or not. But but you know how at times in people's lives, they find themselves wondering what they're really meant to do. I mean, it usually happens when they have those pivot moments in their lives, when they realize their life will never be the same. When they start a family, when they transition careers, become empty nesters, maybe realize the work they're doing is fine, but it lacks purpose, passion, and impact or something like that, that's where I step in. I love teaching people and organizations how to think differently, lead courageously, and live passionately. And I get to help them discover the impact they were created to have with the world around them. Yeah, awesome. So tying back in that five second, right? I mean, they sort of, they should build on each other, right? They should build on each other. Um, and 30 seconds doesn't mean it has to be 30 seconds. It could be 10 seconds. It could be yep. 12 seconds. So, so again, here's the litmus test. Yep. If people don't come away from that saying, wow, how do you do that? Or, whoa, tell me more about it. Then, then you haven't enticed them. The, the purpose of these short stories is to entice the person into a conversation yeah. and then to engage with you further. It's not to tell the life history or to say, I got all this value. It's, mm-hmm. it's, so sometimes less is more. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah. yeah. So the test really is if you start doing this and they go, huh, interesting. And then they move on. Yeah. You probably need to, probably needs to be tweaked a little bit. And you know how people are always in their head oh, thinking yeah. about what they're going to say and not thinking about you. A great communicator, orator, persuasive storyteller moves people out of their heads into their hearts. Hmm. So, so, so telling a story that moves people to start th- to feel something that's the art form so you you know like like you know how people most people never ever approach doing a thing in the world they were created to do yeah and and a dramatic pause like five seconds and get that person nodding their head like yeah i'm the person they go to to got it not have that problem okay so now go to the 60 second all right 60 second is where 
you start to pull in a narrative that tells a story about how you got to this thing that is your calling, your purpose, your thing. So you're, 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 you're setting that up. You're taking them back in time and just giving them a little bit of a narrative as to why this thing that you do is so important to you. This will be appropriate when, when you know you have someone's full attention, you have the stage, mm-hmm. maybe you're being introduced, um, uh, it, you know, 60 seconds, boom, you, you have people's full attention. I wouldn't launch into this story meeting someone new, right? but once they've, you've engaged and someone wants to know a little backstory, you hit them with this, it creates, wow, okay, okay, uh, I, 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 this, I want to hear more about this. You're, you are the type of person that, that makes sense for me to connect with, know, and to engage with. Okay, so here we go. So my grandpa died at 62. He had a brother die at 63 and another one at 54. My dad died at 53. All of this weird, rare genetic disease. I found out at 26, right after my first son was born, that I had the same disease. So man, knowing that, it gave me a perspective I am so thankful to have. And it's life is short, right? We've all experienced something that says life is short. Why chase money, title, and status if you're never gonna be around to enjoy it? See, I'm a firm believer that everybody was meant for relationship, impact, and influence. Everyone was, but most of us, we struggle to even figure out how that happens and what does that mean for my life and, and my work. It's why at some point we all find ourselves wondering, am I really doing what I was meant to? It happens when we have those hinge or those pivot moments, right? When they realize their life will never be the same like it was for me at 26. Start a family, transition careers, become empty nesters, realize that, they're lack, that their work is lacking purpose and all of that. That's where I step in. I love teaching people and organizations how to think differently, lead courageously, and live passionately and helping them discover the impact that they were created to have in the world. All right. All right. I lost myself in that one. I lost myself in that one. Slow down. I would slow down. Give, 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 Give me time to process it. And I think that hook in the beginning, that first five seconds can be stronger, something to the effect of like, you know, when I would imagine you can either go with question or you can tell your story at 26. Mm-hmm. I found out that I may only have about 25, 30 years left to live. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Boom. Like a dramatic pause. Right. Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get you in. So I'll pull yeah. you in with that and then say, you know, my grandfather, my father generation, we have this genetic thing and I have it. And it was at that moment that I recognized Dot, 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 dot. Yeah, okay. And, and, okay. and with your story, because I think it's so emotionally thing, I would pull it, I would put it into the other person's lap and make them put their face in it. Okay. So if I you, know what you mean. What would you do? How would you feel finding out that you would only have that much time to live? And let them grapple with it. A great story pulls the other person in. So asking them that question and letting it hang, um, and that's why I believe X, Y, and Z. So I want to help people, you know, da, 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 da. That great idea of a great story pulls other people in, right? It's not about, especially as you're relating to your people and trying to lead them or whatever. It's not about, it can't all be about your story. You've got to help them understand theirs and help pull them into your story and bring their story and the organization's story all together. Yeah. If, if, if the other person listening can't find themselves in it, then you are just a heroic figure in this story and they'll applaud you. Hmm. But it's when they find themselves in it 
and that they too can be heroic, that they'll join you. Oh, that's so good. That is, man. That's so good. Like, be a leader that people want to join you on whatever it is you're, whatever it is you're going after. Don't just yeah. let them cheer you on from the sidelines. Let them right. make them want to be with you. And, and, and that's why, especially if you are that A-type, you, you, you just, people feel like you're bigger than life. It's so important for you to break yourself down in the story to say, look, quiet is kept. I'm struggling too. I'm only telling you because you're in my inner circle, but this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm dealing with. This, this is, this, and, and when I look at you, I see the same thing. I, I, I know it's there. So let's have a little faith about where we're going. You know, so you're, you're, you're telling a story to help the other person find themselves in it, not position you as a hero. Because if you're the hero, they'll applaud you, but they won't join you. That's so good. That's a great place. We're going to end it. We're going to end it right there, man. Hey, Asani, I really appreciate the time. Be well, be safe through this season and uh, really appreciate the time today. For sure. For sure. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, man. So, you know, someone, as someone who speaks, as someone who, who crafts messages and, and content, I love having just conversation about, about story. Um, you know, and that idea, even where he started, where Hassani started about leadership is setting a tone, setting a vision, and then wanting and getting people um, to follow. And that idea that a narrative moves people. Everyone loves to, a good story, but more importantly, everyone loves to be a part of the story. That idea that a great story alienates people that we talked about at the end, I think that's really powerful. If you have a story, if you have a mission that that everybody wants, it's probably not big enough. It's probably not scary enough and it's probably too bland and too generic. And so, you know, there are, um, yeah, give some thought to your story. And again, Hassani can be found at lead my story and, and we'll link to the, to his website in our show notes. So you can connect with him and, and you can find him on LinkedIn as well. But he talked about, we, t- we spent some time talking about that five second, 30 second and 60 second intro that I had done and I shared mine with you. And again, that was the original LinkedIn post that I had found. So so here's what we've done is I'm going to give you a, a phone number to text to. And when you do that, Hassani will just instantly send you the link to that, uh, to that LinkedIn post. So here's what you can do. You can text the word Academy. Text the word Academy to 855-999-8885. Again, text Academy to 855-999-8885. 8885. You do that, Hassani will, it'll trigger and you will get the LinkedIn post to, uh, to, to go through it and share your own. And what I would love for you to do is spend some time and share your own five second, 30 second, or 60 second intro. And I'd love for you to share them with us. You can email them to us, academy at lci1.com. Just grab your iPhone, grab your, grab your Google phone, whatever you got, capture a voice memo and email it to us. Email us your five-second, your 30-second, and or your 60-second intro. And maybe what we'll do is if we get enough of them, we will maybe air air some of them and share them, uh, share them with the world so they can be introduced to you and learn a little bit about you. So I'm going to give you that number one more time, 855-999-8885. Text the word Academy to that number. You'll get that. And we'd love, to, we'd love for you to share those 
with us. Again, you can reach out to us, academy at lci1.com. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you, especially in this season we're in. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to put together shows right now that are relevant to the moment. And so um, excited about some of the, the shows that we've already done and some of the shows we've got coming up. So if you're finding value in any of these, I just do me a favor, just share them with your friends and go, hey, take some time. Everyone's got a little bit more time maybe to, to listen or engage. And so we'd love to, we'd love the opportunity to, to engage with you and engage with the people in your network even more so. So thanks so much for those of you who have liked and shared and continue to reach out. We really do appreciate it. And uh, hopefully in this time you're safe, your loved ones are safe, and you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care of each other. Okay, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lipper Components, Inc. As always, thanks to Eternity Bro for our theme music and to Michael Yoder and the amazing team over at Truth Work Media. Until next time, I'm your host, Dustin Carr, reminding you to think differently, lead courageously, and live passionately. See ya.